Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Welcome parents. If you are one of the many parents laser focused on setting your teen up for future success by prioritizing their grades, building up their resume in order to get into the right college so they can get a good job, you may want to take a moment to listen to this episode. Today, I'm joined by Dipali Vias, the founder and CEO of Fearless Plus. Dipali spent 22 years as an executive recruiter and leadership consultant reviewing over 100,000 resumes, filling 40,000 executive jobs, and conducting C-suite leadership assessments. Now, she's helping the next generation prepare for their future careers. Dipali is going to talk to us about the diminishing ROI of college and share more effective ways parents can prepare their kids for the workforce. Welcome, Dipali. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Cam. I'm super excited to be here. Yes, and we're going to dig into this because this is such an important topic. Can you just start by sharing your story? How'd you decide to start working with young adults? Yeah, so as you mentioned, my career has always been helping great leaders get even better. Mm -hmm. And as a mom of a tween um, and thinking about sort of the future of work and future of education, I uh, found myself thinking during the pandemic, as I was observing my son, uh, my young son kind of go through, you know, everything that the pandemic, you know, you know, the havoc that the pandemic created in terms of, of education. Um, I felt like, look, I'm doing all of this great stuff with all these wonderful leaders and I can continue to make them better. Or can I bottle my experience and bring it to the younger generation? Because, I kept seeing a bit of a disconnect from what's being taught in school and what the reality of the workforce is, right? So, um, so that's where really the the impetus was to um, to to you know build something for for these young people, something that they can use, they can action, um, and I really just wanted a way to to be able to scale that, right? Like I can do a lot of one-on-one stuff, but I'd wanted to reach and, and democratize access to the masses. Uh, I think a lot of people appreciate that. <laughs> with the parents I work with, um, and I'm as a parent as well, and you're a parent, mm-hmm. we- really are laser focused on setting our kids up to succeed. Like mm-hmm. we want them to have the best lives possible. And that yes. is number one. What I'm seeing, however, is a lot of sacrificing current happiness and connection and success in preparation for what they might need down the road. Right. And like I said, it often is focused, laser focused on grades, 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 yeah. grades. And when I talk to teens, I'm like, well, why are grades so important? Well, um, I'm told, they say, because I need to get into the right college. I don't know what I want to do in my life or what college I want to go to, but I need to do that in order to get a good job. I don't know what job I want and the jobs I'm being told I should do, I don't like. And then we're upset that they're not focused on their grades. So help us figure out how do we help our kids succeed if this isn't the way 
Well, so I'm so glad everything that you said is, is sort of a daily conversation that we have with parents and students, because there's those freak out moments. And for us, I, I always have this one line. I say, I want to be the Tylenol to a parent's headache, right? Because this is a very stressful time. And we really do feel that, you know, fearless almost, you know, we've treated it like a vitamin, but it's actually a Tylenol because we're solving for some of these, these problems and these anxieties. Number one, I should say that I think for all students that might be listening, you are more than a test score. You are more than a grade. And when you think about what's happening in the universe of college, by the way, college is a business, right? And so they know that they're trying to attract these students because they are going to be making money while giving them a bit of knowledge transfer and social interaction and so on and so forth. And I think colleges also realize this during the pandemic of what their true value was. Um, and, and so as we think about college today, I think the anxieties going into it, we want to make sure that parents and students understand that they should be playing to their strengths, right? You're not playing to, I need the best score in all of my, you know, all of my classes. If you're not a great math and science student, that's okay. Focus on the things that you do like to do. Maybe you like, you know, computers, maybe you like drawing, you know, did you know that there are brand logo designing careers out there? Did you know that there are sports and media technology careers out there if you love sports and you like to podcast and you like some technology? So I think the the issue with what's happening in the schools today is schools are teaching our kids what to think and not how to think. And the platform that we're bringing forth is you know, one, let's focus on who you are more holistically, which is why I, I think of our platform as I can sum it up in one line. It's LinkedIn meets TikTok meets masterclass for the younger generation. I want that. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're offering to students is like, look, we know you guys are already social media savvy. Um, you are more than your resume. So showcase your strengths, showcase your abilities so that you are standing out from the crowd for college admissions, for future employers, so on and so forth. And by the way, learn some things along the way that are going to be important for you, right? So, you know, you're probably relying on your parents to figure out like, what is personal finance? What's the checkbook? How do I invest? So on and so forth. Um, how do I communicate well? How do I storytell? These soft skills that are so critical for employment are not really focused on in school. And by the way, as, as a recruiter reviewing all these resumes and interviewing all these executives, 92% of the job are soft skills because you can go and learn how to code in a, in a, in a boot camp, right? You can learn all of these technical skills. You can learn the job, but if you can't work in a team, if you are not self-aware, you're not going, if you don't have the emotional intelligence, you're not going to move forward in your career. And so that's the gap we're trying to bridge. Uh, I mean, you just said so many important things. <laughs> I'm trying to them out, so I want to make sure I like highlight them. But one of the things you kept mentioning is soft skills, which by the way, I can't stand the name soft skills because it makes sound <laughs> And they are essential and we don't focus enough of those. In fact, I see a lot of kids not learning those very skills because there's too much focus on pressuring them and controlling and or and like owning their grades for them. 
That's right. And their schedules and their everything we we micromanage because we want them to do well. And we're preventing them from learning exactly what they need to do well. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the parents that are out there, I'm a parent as well. I know that my son is not going to be a pro athlete. Like I just, I, I know that he doesn't have the natural ability, which is okay. I know that he loves to talk. So like, you know, that, that that's a different story. I, I I'm telling parents, I'm pleading with parents, don't overschedule your kids. Let them let them be who they are and they don't have to be scheduled for every minute of the day. Let them have different experiences. Let them volunteer, let them explore, let them try something and fail and let them talk about it. Right. Because those are the things that are going to be important when they interview for a job. And, and I, you know, someone like myself is going to ask them, tell me a situation where you failed tell me a situation about, and if they aren't able to articulate a story, then it's not going to, it's not going to go well for them. Right. It's not going to, um, allow me to understand their character. Um, and Dr. Kim, you actually mentioned something a little while ago in terms of like grades and scores do not equivocate to success, right? Like, like that's what we're, we're measuring, right? That's not the true measure of success. Do you know the number one attribute for success? The number one attribute? What? Grit. Mm. So how do you show grit on a resume? How do you develop grit? Right. Exactly. So what we are doing on our platform is allowing these these students to build a portfolio. We actually walk them through a guided sort of video elevator pitch. And by the way, we, we teleprompt their answers to them so they feel very confident. They can talk about their passions, their interests, and all of that. And what we do is we allow them to start thinking about the things that they actually care about and on our platform, they can find volunteer opportunities. They can find micro internships. They can start exploring things. So now that that character, their character trait of grit starts to come through. We want them to highlight, I was a babysitter when I was 12 and 13 years old. That shows me that this person is accountable. They're responsible. They are able to manage and multitask. This is a very big responsibility um, to you know, babysit someone else's child. Those are the things that schools don't say are important. Whereas we're saying those are important for you to showcase. It highlights your character. It showcases your grit. And we know that those are things that directly correlate to a successful path. Now, Dipali, I'm going to bring up when I know a lot of parents are thinking, because a lot of parents tell me this, my child, they're going to say, <laughs> if I didn't nag them, they have no motivation to do anything except for scroll on their phone and play video games. So if I don't nag them and push them to do all this, they're going to do nothing. How do you address that? Yes, that is... It is, it is a very, very tough question, but there are so many ways that you can utilize technology for the better. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. My son, um, we didn't get my, my son a phone for a very long time. All his friends had a phone. He didn't have a phone. We just, we didn't want to give in. 
but you know, he had other things like an iPad or whatever at home. Um, here's what I started doing with him. It's like, look, I want him, he's going to use technology. It's inevitable. So for the, for the parents that are saying, I don't want them doing this. Um, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's uh, a moot point for those video gamers out there. Did you know that Epic games has, um, an opportunity for kids to be video game testers? Let them do that. Let them do that and let them explore if that's the path that they want to go down. It's okay. It's a passion that they might want to fulfill. And by the way, once they start doing it as a job, they may not like it anymore. They may move on to something else. Out of it, right? Right. So, so let them experience that. The second thing that I was going to say regarding my son is I started testing things like he's going to use technology. I started letting him um, listen to podcasts at night. Um, so for example, because I didn't want him tuning into the TV or looking at his phone or, you know, looking at his iPad, I said, all right, every night you're going to listen to an episode of something like business wars and business wars. Um, you know, they have really great sort of episodes of like, you know, Disney versus Marvel or whatever it is, things that these students can relate to these kids can relate to. And so I found myself having, you know, around the dinner table, having a conversation with him on macroeconomics. He didn't know he was talking about macroeconomics, but he was yeah. because he said, mom, all right. So we, we, you know, one of the episodes was Nike versus Adidas. He's like, mom, you know, what happens if like China stops producing, you know, shoes, like during the pandemic, you know, all the factories were shut down, blah, blah. What's going to happen to Nike? What's going to happen to the shoe market? What's going to happen to supply? He was having a supply demand chain conversation with us at the dinner table. And it was critical thinking. It was problem solving. It was, you know, a bit more awareness. So parents, like these are the things that like fearless content wise are teaching kids and they're having so much fun because the attention span, you know, is, is not a lot at that age and we get it. Um, but if we can infuse a little fun along the way, it's going to be beneficial. Well, following their path, following mm -hmm. their direction of what they're passionate about, because I think we spend a lot of time fighting against, yes, them, which a lot of times is video games and things like that. Right. But when we work with it, it's amazing. I mean, I'll give an example of my daughter. She's my daughter is like Broadway fanatic, mm -hmm. the extreme. And she does not like math. She does not like English. I mean, just school in general, tests, all that. Mm -mm. However, she will spend hours doing cost analysis of a New York trip so we can see the most shows and get the best disc, get the best rate to travel, yeah. get the best hotel rates. She's doing math. Cost yeah. Analysis. She will read every single article in Playbill and online and listen to interviews and knows every history detail about, she does all of the topics covered in school without realizing it. And then she goes to school and hates it and doesn't right. do test. I'm like, but I know you know how to do this stuff because you do right. it at home for these other things. So I'm not worried about you. Right. And imagine, imagine her exploring a career in like Broadway production because okay. she knew about the cost analysis. She knew about what it takes to get in there. By the way, what do you think leaders do all day, right? Like we're reading, we're listening, we're making decisions, we're journaling, we're, you know, those, those 
five functions are what these students should be doing in the things that they like to do, right? Like, why do you choose a career path? You choose a career path because you're interested in it, you're good at it, and you continue down that path. And then you're not afraid to pivot. And that's the thing. We want kids to be able to take risks. We want them to understand. By the way, like the, the general sentiment right now is 57% of high school students don't feel that they're prepared for college. And about 78% don't feel that they're prepared for a career. However, a lot of them think skipping college is they have to do it because they think it's a waste of money. So the ROI on college, right? It's this thing that parents have in their head that I must make my, my kids, you know, go to college. It might not be the answer for everybody. You like, look, Facebook, Uber, Google, all eliminated the college degree. Why? Because they know that someone can go and get a certification, a micro certification, and they can directly go into the careers that they are interested in, in going into. And they are not going to be in debt by $120,000 or $200,000 because of what's happening in with the state of college today. Yeah, that's a big one that, you know, this one path that we're trying to push every kid down is definitely not the path. I, I think the other really big one is, you know, jobs that we label as blue collar, which another label that is putting down, I think it, Absolutely. it gives us a stigma to something that is, is so extremely essential. Yeah. It's enormously successful. People are so successful in these jobs. And we have this attitude that they're like lesser jobs because they don't require a college degree. And we're, we're lacking. There's so many jobs available now for those. And Absolutely. Look, Kim, union jobs, <laughs> union jobs get you know, over six figures in a very small amount of time, right? So, and, and and that's the other thing that we kind of focus on with Fearless, right? We're we're saying, you know, we're LinkedIn meets TikTok meets Masterclass. We want to equip someone. So for someone that's like, you know what? I want to be an electrician or a plumber. Guess what? That electrician or plumber, if they create a personal brand, they are the electrician and plumber of the town and they start a business and they know how to, you know, start an LLC or they know how to do all of these things. Guess what? They're making more money than the lawyer down the street that's in debt from law school, right? And and when they come out of law school, they are making, you know, probably half of what that plumber electrician is making because these guys had a six or seven year head start. Yeah. I I know a plumber who has gone viral on YouTube and has millions mm-hmm. now just showing, I mean, insane, right? Content creation, right? You can sit at home and do content creation and, and build a personal brand and build a following and create a real business for yourself. The traditional career, as we saw it in our time, is over. Um, I, you know, I think the future of work, people will have two or three or four different careers over their lifetime. And I think that college will be sort of a place where it's, it's going to be a super network versus knowledge transfer, because I don't think it's going to be for knowledge transfer any longer. It's going to be a place where, you know, these students get a, a place to kind of adult 
but really they're creating these connections or super networking connections. So what you're paying for is that network. But if you can do that outside of, you know, a college spectrum, you're going to be even better off, right? I think the key here is neither one of us are saying no to college. I mean, no. I my PhD for fun. I love it. Mm-hmm. But we're saying it is not the only path. There's many, many paths. Correct. It's not a path that ensures a career or a job or success. In fact, we're seeing that a lot of these kids are coming out and they're not hireable. Correct. They don't have the actual skills jobs need anymore. That's right. And also don't know. I mean, look at us now. When I went to college, everything I'm doing didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Right. So we don't know what the jobs are going to look like. So if we follow what we love and our passion and we keep learning based on what's out there, we're going to be prepared. That's right. We spend our childhood and our teenage years connecting with our families, learning how to problem solve, being okay with failing and learning from failing and developing that grit, we are going to be set up to succeed. 100%. And I think, you know, you, you said it right. I, I, I do hate the term soft skills. What they are, they're human skills. They're human skills that are absolutely necessary in any aspect of your life. And, you know, we, we, I have this formula um, that we, we use, um, at fearless, which is IQ. It's the stuff that you're born with your, your, your IQ, um, just raw intellect EQ, which is emotional intelligence, RQ, which is your rationality quotient. Should you be doing the things that you, you are doing in a, in a rational way and AQ, which is your adaptability quotient. And the adaptability piece is so critical because things are changing and evolving so fast. 80% of the jobs for 2030 have not been invented yet. Right. So, so how do, how do schools actually know what they're supposed to teach if those jobs have not been invented yet? Right. right. So again, this is not a knock on college. This is the ability for parents and students to figure out what is the right path for them. They, they need to be able to play to their strengths, pursue their passions, explore, and then be able to choose paths that are going to be interesting to them. Right. And, and I think that's how we can work together as sort of a community, right? You don't have to be against each other and, you know, nagging them and and doing all this. You, you can find a way to find a common ground and do the things that they want to pursue. And I think the one other thing I want to throw in there is our definition of success. We Mm -hmm. got to question that because I've got, I talked to teenagers that what they, their dreams are is finding a cabin in the woods and being able to just chill out and nature. And they're, it's like, no, you got to make money. You got to make money. You got to, and it's like that. I see a lot of people with a lot of money who are far from happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I think we also need to rethink what is the, how do we define a success and what are we trying to push our kids towards? Yeah. And so we define, so at Fearless, we define success as fulfillment. What are you fulfilled doing at that point in time? Right. It's not about the numbers. And again, we're severing away from all kinds of numbers and stats and, you know, like you are more than that. And so success, the way you define success is, is how you are being fulfilled. Yeah. And I I love that. And I want to end with focusing on your kids, what they love and what fulfills them 
rather than sending the message that they're valued based on their grades. That's right. That's right. That's Super critical. critical. <laughs> All right. So how do we find you? Yes. <laughs> well, uh, very easy. Fearlessplus.com. Uh, parents and, and students, you can, you can come on our platform students, just hit the join now button. It's totally free to build a profile. And once you have a profile built on our platform, you can create your videos, you can upload your projects. You have, it's almost like creating a personal website for yourself. And while you're on our platform, you'll be able to find opportunities, internships, volunteer experiences, so on and so forth. And for the parents, if you're looking for a little bit more, if you want you know, college essay help, college counseling, you know, boot camps, et cetera. We've curated a bunch of offers on our platform as well. So think of us as sort of the digital hub for all the things that parents and students need at this age, but fearlessplus.com, you'll find everything there. I'm going to jump on with my, <laughs> sounds amazing. Please do. <laughs> thank you to Polly. I'm so grateful you could join us today. Thank you, Dr. Kim. And thank you, parents, for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. I really appreciate you, too. If you want to learn more about how to help your teens thrive, you can grab my top 10 secrets for raising teens at AskDrCam.com slash parenting tips. Until next time, stay curious. Remember, there's always more to the story than what you see. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.